right now, I want to say a very good morning to Megan Jones from Reader's Digest Magazine. Good morning, Megan. Good morning, John. Great to have you on the line. Today, we're getting something from the Get Smart section of the Reader's Digest Magazine November edition. These are 13 things cruise lines won't tell you. A very interesting article for those who like cruising. That's right. Uh, the first one is to never pick a cabin directly under the gym. Never thought of that. Yep. The gym or the pool or really any late night venue because those are going to be noisy spaces. Um, you should also never book a cabin at the front of the ship if you're prone to seasickness because if you're up there, you're definitely going to feel some up and down motion. Ah. So you're better to be a little further back in the ship? That's right. Uh, if uh, What about... Uh, uh, you know, every time we go on a trip, you have to have all of your uh, electronic devices, and I guess that can be an issue. Yeah, if your ship permits it, you should try to pack a charging station or a power ship because many vessels only have one or two outlets per cabin, and if you're like me and have a bunch of different devices, you're going to need yes. more than that. Or you and your wife are both trying to plug in your iPhone to the same spot. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, you should also check to see if you need any adapters. Uh, some of these ships could be running on a different power system. That's right. So even if you're leaving from a Canadian port or you're on a cruise ship line that's run by a Canadian company, your ship might be European, for example, and they'll have European outlets. So your iPhone's not going to plug into there. Another thing to think about is before you get on the boat, where you're going to park your car. Yeah, if you're arriving by car, you should try to avoid parking in the terminal because those can cost usually 20 to $30 per day and that adds up. Um, so if you leave your vehicle off-site and take public transit to the terminal, for example, you could have your costs. All right. I, I didn't realize this, that um, when you're on board a ship, you're in different, uh, actual different laws. Yeah, this is the most surprising thing to me. So onboard crime on ships is infrequent, but you won't just be able to call 911 if something bad happens to you. So cruise ships fall under the same international maritime organization regulations as cargo ships. And that means that if you're in international waters when the crime happens, it's dealt with by the government of the country that owns that vessel. So, for example, if you're on a boat that's registered in Russia, you'll have to actually go to Russia and settle it in court there. Wow. Mm -hmm. um, what about uh, when you're booking excursions and stuff uh, off the boat? That's another way you can save money is to actually book those excursions by yourself privately beforehand because a lot of the same land excursions that larger cruises offer um, can be booked for a fraction of the price if you do it that way. Cruise ships are also, uh, you know, they're large, but you're also holding a bunch of people together. D disease <laughs> and, and infections can pass uh, around pretty easily. That's right. So just like the workplace or public transit or anywhere where you come into contact with people, you really want to wash your hands. So there were 13 gastrointestinal illness outbreaks on cruise ships in 2016, and so far they're down. By July, there had only been five, but it's better to be safe than sorry, obviously. Uh, it's also important to check what cruise line you're taking because, I, again, this gets with the whole international waters thing. Cruise lines don't have to... Uh, don't have to adhere to the same laws as they do in the Canada. That's right. So cruise lines can register their vessels in foreign nations, and that means companies that are working in international waters don't have to comply to U.S. or Canadian labor laws, um, even if they leave from Canada or the U.S. 
and that means that crew members on larger ships uh, might be working 12 to 13 hours a day um, without minimum wage, overtime, or benefits. Uh, so it's really worth researching companies' labor practices before booking if you want to you know, support the workers on your ship. Another question I have is where do you get fresh water when you're on a boat <laughs> surrounded by salt water? So many of them actually make the water, which is also super surprising. There are these giant uh, onboard desalination systems that remove salt and impurities from the ocean, so it's safe to drink. So you're actually just drinking ocean water. Right, you could even call it engineered water. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what about uh, waste? Well, where did they take all the garbage? Unfortunately, ships are actually legally allowed to pump wastewater and sewage overboard once they're in international waters. Oh. So it's just, they're not there. Uh, also, uh, don't expect to Facebook uh, post or, or watch Netflix. Uh, Wi-Fi is not cheap out on the water. No, it can cost you 30 to $30 for about 300 minutes, and the connection is going to be extremely slow, most likely. So you can adjust your expectations and come prepared to interact with all the other people who are around you instead of on the Internet. There was a time when you booked your cruise last minute because you could get really, really great deals. That's not so much the case anymore. Yeah, these days cruise lines are favoring early booking promos over last-minute deals. So if you want the lowest price, you should try to book when companies announce uh, their itineraries, which is often 18 months in advance. So if you're a planner, you can do it that way. And, of course, it's important to pack light. Mm Mm-hmm. So you can check to see if cruise lines include laundry services for a small added fee, for example, or if you're doing a more intense cruise like an Arctic or an Antarctic cruise, you might be able to get the gear you need provided for you. So they might have things like parkas or pants or boots um, or a dry sack to store your valuables. Uh, so you can check in advance and sort of see what's available to you. Those are some great tips on things that the cruise lines won't necessarily tell you. Megan Jones, thank you so much for sharing these with us. If uh, folks want more information on this or to check out some of the other stories on Reader's Digest, of course, they can always grab the magazine. But you you have a great website, too. Yep, they can also find us online at rd.ca. Megan, thanks for joining us on Talk of the Town. Thank you.